Come on, he's a great God. He's a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise in this house. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many loves what they feel in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Thankful for what God is doing, His Spirit among us. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classrooms and their teachers as well. And everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. Amen. We love our kids and we love our teachers. They give up, teachers give up a lot of their Sundays so that they can minister to the children. Amen. We are saved to serve. Amen. We are saved to serve. And I'm thankful for people that are doing that. Amen. In the house of the Lord. In all the ways that people of God serve God. Amen. God bless you for it. Luke chapter 5. We're going to begin verse number 4. I plan to preach this two weeks ago and then it snowed about three feet. (laughs) And then I prepared even further. To preach this last Sunday. And the Spirit of God moved in and took over. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. And so I plan on preaching this today, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 4. The Bible declares, Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught, for a large catch of fish. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both of the ships so that they began to sink. That's a great catch. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Amen. Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Verse number 4, again he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And I want to preach to us on this subject, forward into the deep. Forward into the deep. Would you set down your Bibles and would you pray here today? Let's pray together, church. Lift up your voices. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you. We thank you today. 
God, we give you great glory and honor and praise, Jesus. I am praying today that we, we have already experienced deep things, God. You've already started doing incredible things, Lord. And I'm praying, God, as we go forward into this year, Lord, that there would be deeper things available to us. Come on, hallelujah. Deeper things for the family. Deeper things for the marriage. Deeper things for the ministry. Deeper things for the church. Come on, let's pray, church. Hallelujah, Lord, we're giving you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated here today. Forward into the deep. As is customary for many of this, the scriptures in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, these are known as the synoptic gospels. In other words, these gospels are the ones that they tell the same story, but from a different perspective. We find this similar story, or at least a little more context. That's what's beautiful about all of these Gospels, is that they give us more context. We know a little more of what's going on because of reading from different witnesses' perspective. We find the intro to our story in Matthew chapter 13, because Luke chapter 5 starts by Jesus teaching the Word of God. But in Luke's account, we don't get to hear exactly what Jesus was teaching about. But in Matthew chapter 13, we get to find out what Jesus was teaching while he was in the boat of Peter, pushed back a little bit from the shore. We find that Jesus is teaching from the bow of Peter's boat as the rest of the crowd stands surrounding him, waiting to hear the word of God. And as he is teaching, we find that Jesus is discussing the deep things of God. In this passage of Scripture, we find that Jesus is teaching them in parables. These are stories that are easy to remember, but unless God reveals something to you by revelation, they're not always easy to understand. There's a deeper meaning there. Many, everybody there hears the story, but not everybody gets what the story is actually about. And so Jesus is teaching in these parables, and he's talking about the soil conditions. And as he goes through all of these soil conditions, he reveals to his disciples what he is actually talking about. He reveals to those that are close to him. He turns to them and says, the soil conditions are talking about the heart of man. He then, amen, is talking to them about how revelation and how it comes that revelation is like compound interest. Revelation is not fair, folks. Amen. Neither is compound interest. In the fact, the Bible puts it this way. To those that have shall more be given. To those that have not shall be taken away that which they seemeth to have. It doesn't sound very fair. But what is Jesus saying? He is saying that revelation is compounding. The more you have the more you get. Amen. In other words, it is important for us as we go out into deep things and into deep waters, as we hear the word of God, 
that we don't just let it flow by and go by the wayside, but we must take that word. We must deposit it down into our hearts. We must plant it so that it can multiply. It can become more. Can I help somebody here today? Amen. Every revelation you have is not just the valuable for that one revelation, but it is line upon line precept upon precept here a little there a little amen your revelation about jesus name baptism is predicated on your revelation of the oneness of god and if you relieve yourself of one of those revelations uh, amen the next revelation is going away as well but if you can add to your faith uh, revelation upon revelation upon revelation if you can go out into the deep uh, you will find yourself gathering more things Oh, somebody give God some praise here today. We must retain every revelation that God gives to us. He teaches them also in Matthew 13 about the kingdom of God being like a mustard seed and the leaven. He is letting them know revelation is about planting and producing. Amen. That when it is planted, it might start small but it will always multiply and become great and become incredible. But you must first start by taking that seed or taking that leaven and you must plunge it down into the deep of the earth or you must put it down into the flower and hide it away. And when you do that, it will multiply and it will reproduce itself. He teaches them about the treasure in the field, that treasure is in the field. There are rocks. There are stumps. There are all sorts of weeds. There are predators and there is prey. There's all sorts of things in the field. Amen. But I want you to understand something of what Jesus is saying. That treasure is still in the midst of that field. But in order to get to that treasure, you're going to have to grab your shovel and go down and dig down to a deep place where you can find out the treasure that's there. There. In other words, when we are talking about revelation, it does not come by observation. It is not easy. You've got to work at it. The Bible says we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, when you get into the kingdom of God, you got to get your shovel out and not accept surface level. you got to go down down deep as you can because when you go deep you find treasure when you go deep you find revelation when you go deep you get a hold of the things of God amen he tells of the pearl of great price this pearl it is at the marketplace but it didn't start in the marketplace you've got to sell everything you have to buy this pearl but that pearl came from the deep he then ends by talking about the net and the fishermen. It is the fishermen's job to go out into deep waters. And they are to gather and collect these fish. And when they collect all of these fish from the deep, amen, they go and they sort through them. Amen. And they find out this is something worth keeping. And that is something that needs to go back. They are playing a game of catch and release. They go out into the deep, but not everything from the deep needs to come with them into the boat. 
They go out into the deep and they collect, amen, these fish. But not all fish, amen, sell at the marketplace. Not all fish are meant to go. This is Jesus' way of telling us about the end time. And when he goes forth to collect and to gather, we gather things into the church. I want you to understand this church is open to everybody. Our nets are opened wide, and that net will catch anything that wants to get caught in the net. But sometimes, amen, I remember going out in Texas, and I was on uh, Brother Corcoran's shrimping boat. And uh, I, I, that's about the closest I've got to fishing in, in all my life. But we got out there, and he cast out his net. And as he cast out his net, uh, he, he realized, man, this must be a real big pole. We're getting a lot of shrimp right now. And we kept pulling and kept pulling until eventually all we pulled up was a log. You don't keep the log. You put the log back. Amen. Hallelujah. But then we went out and we gathered shrimp. And those were what were worth keeping. Amen. And I want you to understand that the church goes out and we cast forth our net and we don't know what we're going to catch. The doors are wide open. Amen. But there is, it is now up to every individual. What are you going to be? Are you going to be a fish? Amen. From the deep waters. Are you just going to be debris? Are you going to be something that can be kept in the kingdom? Or are you going to be something that the angels of heaven have to toss out? God is not the one that determines that for you. It is up to you and it is up to me. Am I debris or am I something from the deep that needs to stay in the boat? Oh, somebody give God some praise. He then, after teaching all these things about deep principles, and we'll talk more about those principles later. Amen. He tells Peter, I'm going to give you an object lesson real quick. Launch your boat out into the deep, and we're going to enact this. We're going to catch some fish. Jesus is giving them a practical lesson to go with all of his deep teachings. Go forward into the deep. Amen, because it's not enough for you to hear. you got to do something with what you hear. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not enough just to hear about what God can do. It's time for us to see what God can do. I've heard it. I preach it. I believe it. But I'm ready to observe it. I'm ready to be a part of it. I don't want to just hear about a miracle. I want to be a part of a miracle. I, I'm ready for revival. And I don't want to just hear about revival, see it on Instagram. But I want to be revival. I want to be willing to not just hear it. I want to go out and do it. But you got to go forward into the deep in order to do it. It takes a deep person to make it happen. It takes a deep person to go beyond just hearing and into the doing. Oh, somebody give God some praise today. Praise God. He says go forward into the deep because we've gotta, we're going to put into action everything that we just taught. Amen. We often use the, fe- the metaphor of the deep. In our conversation, we've all said it before, oh, that's a deep person. Amen. It is a contrast with, we all have said this before, that's a shallow person. You ever been in a deep conversation? You ever been in a shallow conversation? Well, it might snow today. It might snow tomorrow. How's your, how's your dog doing? All right. 
That's a shallow conversation. But you ever been in a deep conversation where it can go for, amen, hours and hours because you're going into things. Uh, it's inevitably that the deepest conversations uh, with your spouse happen at 3 in the morning when they lean over they go, hey, I was thinking the other day, it's late. <laughs> Let's go on to the deep later. Uh, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Amen. <laughs> and so it is in those moments where you have those deep conversations. But the deep is also significant in the Bible because the deep represents the unknown. It represents the unexplored. Even on earth, we are so busy trying to explore space that we have not yet even explored the deep of the earth. Amen. We are so busy trying to get a man to sit on, stand on the moon and walk on the moon uh, that we have not even plumbed the depths uh, of the oceans uh, that surround the continents. Uh, amen. I want you to understand the deep is a powerful thing. Uh, amen. This concept of deep goes all the way through the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, uh, the Bible says that the Spirit of God moved uh, upon the face uh, of the deep. Uh, the first place that God's Spirit ever moved uh, was on deep things. Uh, amen. There's some folks that they want to feel God. They want to see God. Uh, but let me help you here today. You're not going to feel God in the shallows. Uh, you're not going to see God in the shallows. Uh, you got to go forward. Hey, it's going to be where you might feel God on a five-minute prayer meeting, uh, and that's great. Uh, but there's going to come some times uh, where you're going to have to push the boat off of the shore and go out into this deep uh, and say, Lord, I want whatever you have for me. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of discomfort. Uh, but when you launch out, uh, you'll start feeling the spirit move uh, in a way you never felt. That's why Psalms 42 and 7 declares, deep calls unto deep i got a question for us today. What speaks to you? What speaks to you? Amen. Deep calls unto deep. In other words, there's a magnetism that happens. The deep things are looking for those that are searching for deep things. The shallow is like a magnet as well. Uh, amen. Shallow is waiting for people that want the shallow. Uh, amen. And when you come into the kingdom, uh, you have it. You can determine, uh, amen, what, what level you want to go to. Uh, this is like Ezekiel being called out of God, out of the shallow water, into the waters that are deep, uh, the waters to swim in. Uh, he said, I started in the river, and it was up to my ankles. Uh, I went a little further. It was up to my knees. Uh, I went a little further. It was up to my waist. Uh, and then I I went out a little further and I got into the deep and I found out there's not just ankle deep water in God. There's not just knee deep water in God. There's not just waist deep water in God, but there's more. When you get out of the shallow and you move into the deep, God can start calling some things out of you. When you get out in the deep, you can swim. When you get out into the deep, you can experience more of God than you ever. Psalms 107 and 23 speaks of people that do business in deep waters seeing the works of the Lord. Amen. As long as we, and I'm not saying anybody's in this position. I'm, I'm pushing us forward. If we stay in ankle deep water, that is all we are going to experience. And we can, and I, I know, hey, listen, I, I get it. It is to, to, to want comfort is human. We all like what we know, and we know what we like. Some of y'all are going to go to the same restaurant today that you went last night. 
<laughs> Some of y'all are going to do the same thing this week that you did last week and last month and last year because it's comfortable. It's routine. You get what you know. Here's the challenge, though. What if, you're un, what, if you're, what if you're unhappy? What if you're dissatisfied with the outcome of life where you are right now, and yet you're going to go this week and do the same things you've done every week for the last 35 years? I want you to know you're going to get the same results. If you've been just kicking your feet in shallow deep water and you want a mighty move of God might I suggest to you it's time to get out of the comfort zone it's time to go into a little deeper water it might be step by step it might be prayer meeting by prayer meeting it might be service by service but every time you take one more step you are changing the outcome you Oh, come on. You're going to see the works of God. You're going to see the deep things of God. You're going to see the miracles of God. But it starts by getting out of the shallows and diving down into the deep waters. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across this building. I'm going to have to get out of my routine. I'm going to have to be willing to be uncomfortable and go to a little deeper water. Amen. Come on. I've got to go forward. I can't go backwards. I can't go back to the shore. I've got to go out into the deep waters. Amen. There is an aversion to the deep because it's uncomfortable, because it's unknown. One of mankind's greatest fears is the fear of the unknown. This is why people are really scared of the dark because you don't know. This is why people are really scared of the deep. I, I, I'll never, listen, this is me. I don't have a lot of fears. I don't like, I don't like heights. Uh, I don't like getting on the roof for candy rain. I, I'll see a documentary about somebody climbing, uh, climbing a mountain. My wife will be, let me check your hands. They're sweaty, and they're never like that, because it scares me. Uh, another fear I got is I'll be in the middle of the lake, <laughs> and I'll be thinking, man, there's, there's something down there. I know I'm not the only one. Now, if you're in the ocean, there's something down there. <laughs> I remember we took Brother Jonathan out to the, out to the ocean and, uh, in Florida one, one time, and, and I said, come on, brother, the, the water's great. Get in here. And he got up to ankle-deep water. I said, come on a little further, brother. Get it to the knees. And Come on. And then we got out there where the water's swimming. After we got done, we said, by the way, you were about a mile away from New Smyrna Beach, which is the shark bite capital of the world. You were always within five feet of a shark. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. But I, I know what it is to be out in the middle of the lake and to be swimming or to be doing something and thinking, I don't know what's out here. And my heart starts palpitating. I think I got I to gotta swim back to the shore. I know I'm not the only one that's lived that. I, I'll be out there paddleboarding and say, I'm going to stay on my paddleboard because I'm not getting out there. I can't see the bottom. Amen. It, 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 is, it, is, it is an act of faith, amen, for us to step out of the shallows. And I'm not just talking about, uh, amen, literally. Uh, I'm talking about when you, when you go out in the spirit and you say, okay, I'm used to this. I can see the bottom of this. I can see where this is going. I can see everything around me. I don't have to worry about anything coming to get me because I see it coming before it comes. But it's an act of faith for you to launch forward, uh, to go out into the deep things where you don't know what's out there and say, whether I live or whether I die. I refuse to die in the shallow places. I refuse to let my walk with God be shallow. I'm going forward. But there is an aversion to the deep.
There's a fear of the deep. It's the fear of the unknown. I don't know what's out there. Yeah, you don't know what's out there in the negative, but can I help you today? You don't know what's out there in the positive. You don't know what God wants to show you. You don't know what God has for you. Uh, the miracles that God has uh, on the other side. Uh, amen. We find this, uh, amen, that, that even the devil is scared of the deep. Did you know that? Jesus, amen, comes to the Gadarenes. There's a wild man possessed with thousands of devils. Amen. And when he casts the devil out of the man, the devil cries out and says, Lord, please. Begging Jesus, we will go from the man. We won't fight you. Just please don't send us into the deep. It could very well be. In fact, we look in the book of Revelations that there the Bible talks about demons uh, that are held in chains under the deep. Amen. And I, I know that at the end of it all, that, that old serpent, that devil, will be cast into a deep, bottomless pit. There is a fear that even the devil is scared. I don't want to go out into the deep. There's an aversion to the deep. We don't know what's out there. We don't know what's going to happen. Amen. There's also the fact of Peter who says, Lord, we've toiled all night. We tried it before. We went out into the deep and we took nothing. We worked. We worked. We worked. But it has not worked. We toiled all night and we caught nothing. We've already been out to the deep before but it didn't do anything for us. Can I preach to somebody? There's an aversion to the deep that when you go out amen, you expect immediately for great things to happen but they don't happen right away and you get disappointed in the deep. Amen. I want to help somebody that's got disappointed in the deep. you got to Keep on fishing. You got to stay out there. Don't come crawling back to the shallows. Keep out in the deep. Cast your nets on the other side. Try again. Do it again. Well, I prayed that prayer and it didn't work. Pray it again. Well, I went that direction and it didn't work. Try it again. Well, I went to that level in God, but nothing changed externally. I want to encourage you today to go forward into the deep, not backwards to the shore. If we're not careful, we'll let fear, we'll let disappointment stop us from moving. I know people, I've I dealt with people enough where they say, well, pastor, I would do this, but the last time. And they use the last time as an excuse for this time. Listen, if you get bit by a dog, you're less likely to want to pet a dog. If you go out in the deep and something happens or nothing happens, you're less likely to want to go out into the deep. I know people that have correlated two things that are not that are not actually connected. And they've said, well, every time I prayed deep, all of a sudden my car would break down. I, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, connected. But they've used that as, an, as a reason to have an aversion to praying deeper than they prayed before. 
And they start making deals with the devil that are like this. Okay, I'll stay at the base level and the shallowness of my Christianity if you just leave me alone. And for a while it seems as if they're left alone. But even in the shallows, you're going to suffer attack. You might as well launch out into the deep waters and say, Lord, I might fight opposition. I might fight the devil, but there's a harvest. Somebody ought to give him praise. There's a harvest in the deep. There's more in the deep than there is in the shallows. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. He said, go out into the deep and let down your nets into the deep. In other words, what is Jesus saying? Go forward into the deep and then go deeper. Well, Pastor, I've already been out there and caught nothing. Cast your nets on the other side and let them go down deeper this time. Because it didn't work, that doesn't mean it won't work. Hallelujah. Let me help you here today why it will work this time. Because working with Jesus Christ is better than working by yourself. Lord, I did it. Notice how Peter says, Lord, I went. We went out. And Jesus has said, yeah, I know you went out, but we're about to go out. I know you tried, and it didn't work, but we're about to try together. Amen. Can I help somebody that's, they live in life right now, and you've done it without God for so long, and you're burnt out, and you're depressed, and everything falls apart in your life. Amen. You've done it by yourself, and nothing's working. Let me, let me help you to try Jesus. If you can get him on your boat, you can try again, and this time, something will happen. I know people, well, I want to fix my marriage, uh, but they try to do it without God, and nothing gets better. But if you get Jesus on the boat, uh, all of a sudden you're going to get a harvest uh, that you never thought possible. There's people that have, that have wanted to do this and wanted to do that, and it hasn't worked out, but they've got to get Jesus on the boat. Uh, you can work all night by yourself, uh, or you can just go out for a little while with Jesus into the deep, uh, and he'll give you miracles you never thought possible, but you got to go forward. The miraculous is always preceded by obedience. Jesus says, go forward into the deep. And Peter says, listen, I've already tried that by myself. It didn't work. But if you want a miracle, you've got to learn to obey Jesus. You can toil without God or you can work with God. You can fight against God. Or you can just make it up in your mind, I'm going to work alongside God. It's always better to work alongside God. There are miracles when you work alongside God. Jesus said, go forward into the deep. And Peter said, Lord, we've done it. We tried it. But there was something in the eyes of Jesus. I can only, I can only imagine Peter's mindset. I am a fisherman. I've done this long enough. I know what I'm doing. You are the son of a carpenter. What do you know? But... It's regardless of what Jesus knows or does not know in Peter's eyes that matters. It's Peter's obedience that matters. Well, I don't know how it's going to work out. Neither do I. But just obey God. <laughs> and if you obey God, I love what Peter said. He said, all right, Lord, I tried it. Nevertheless, 
at thy word, I will go out, I will let down the net. Peter, amen, let me help the Peters in the house of the Lord. Even reluctant faith is still faith. I don't know, but I'll do it anyways. It's still an act of faith. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'll do it anyways. It's still an act of faith. Obedience is an act of faith. When you say, Lord, nevertheless, at thy word, I don't feel like it, but I'll do it anyways. You don't go in the deep based on feelings. You go into the deep based on obedience and based on faith. And when you get out there, you see miracles. When you get out there, God works. When you get out there, line upon line, precept upon precept, revelation comes, harvest comes, revival comes. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Let's stand across the building and give God some praise today. Come on, lift up your hands, even if they're reluctant to go up and say, Lord, I trust you anyways. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust you anyways. God, I don't know what's going to happen, but you said go, and I'm going. Come on, lift up your hands and let's pray. God's calling somebody out into the deep waters. You ain't catching nothing on the shore either, so you might as well go in the deep. You're not catching anything where you are. Things aren't getting better where you are, so you might as well launch out into the deep. You might as well go forward where there is the potential. I know there's opposition. I know there's unknown, but at least there's opportunity. At least there's something that can change. Jesus, I, I've tried all night. I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I don't know what to do. Peter, you're not catching anything on the seashore. You know, if you want to change in your life, you got to be willing to go into the deep. Because if not, you'll just have nothing. In fact, I know people like this. The Bible even says in another, uh, in an, in another gospel that Peter and John and sons of Zebedee are in the boats mending their nets. There's a time for mending nets. There is. There's a time where you need to recoup. There's a time where you need to get, get the net fixed because a broken net doesn't catch fish. I understand that. But there is a danger in staying on the shores in maintenance mode for too long. If you stay on the shore mending nets for too long, you will, you will have all the equipment ready and you will still have no harvest. You will still have no fish because the nets weren't meant to stay on the shore. They were meant to go out to the deep. Jesus is saying, hey, listen, you need to take your nets with you out into the deep. Because when you go, you need to go with expectation. Expectation. Well, Lord, I've been disappointed. Nothing's happened. All right? then if you keep that mindset, it's like Peter going out into the deep but not taking his nets with him. You know, if you come to church and say, well, nothing happened last week for me, and you come to church this week and say, nothing's going to happen for me this week, it's like not bringing your nets with you. You got to come to church with expectation. Because when you come to the altar and you're praying about something, bring your net with you. 
When you come to worship, amen, come with your nets so they can go down to the deep and say, Lord, I know you're about to do something in my life. I am convinced that we would catch a whole lot more if we brought our nets to church. If we came with the expectation, I heard a story one time. This town was praying for rain because they've been in a severe drought. And as they're praying for rain, they made it up in their mind, we're going to meet in the town square, we're going to pray for rain. So we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God's going to send us rain. And they showed up to the town square to pray. But only one little girl brought an umbrella who had faith, who had expectation. Amen. Let me help you here today. If you need something from God, you want something from God, uh, when you go out into this altar, uh, when you go to church, uh, when you go out and you read that word, uh, if you are expecting nothing, uh, it's like not bringing an umbrella. It's like not bringing a net. Uh, But when you're the individual that says, Lord, uh, amen, nevertheless, at your word, uh, I'm going out into the deep, uh, and I'm going to try it again. Well, Pastor, I tried it, but it didn't work. Uh, Try it again. Amen. But this time, go with expectation, and this time, go with God, and this time, you don't have to do it by yourself. Well, we tried to make it work. It didn't work. This time, put God in the middle. Launch out of the deep together. Drop your nets and pull up a harvest. When you go out in the deep, you have to have an expectation that we're going to get something from this. The Bible says, let down your nets. But this was Peter's expectation. I'll let down the net. One. And when he let down that one net, he realized either I got a stump or I've got something great. I just made a mistake. I should have left my other net back at the shore. And the Bible says as he pulled it up, the net began to break. And he called unto his other ships and to his his fellows and said, can you come help us? Amen. I I should have expected more than this. Amen. Can I tell you that if you show up with even an ounce of expectation, God's going to do more than you can ask or imagine. If you and I will go out into the deep and come with expectation, even if we only bring one net, it's better than bringing zero. And when we go out to the deep, amen, it's going to be great. He dropped down the nets. Amen. He dropped down one net, started pulling up. Can I help us here today, this year? Let's come ready for more. Pastor, I've already seen it all. Well, come tell us all because we haven't seen it all yet. I've already experienced it all. Well, if you've experienced it all, I don't want to follow your route. If you're fishing there and you've caught it all, I'm going to go fish somewhere else. If your expectations are so low that God can't do any more in your life, I'm going to sit on another seat, on another aisle. I'll pray for you. They pulled up out of the deep after obeying God. And they pulled up so much, their net began to break. And they called to their brothers. They called to their friends and said, hey, come help us. Amen. When you go deeper, and you go deeper in God with expectation, and you go deeper in revelation, it's a tide that raises all other ships. Amen. When you get blessed... Everybody else gets blessed. When you pull up something from the deep, everybody else gets something from the deep. You know, as a pastor, 
I, I've been, I, I got, I know people, they, man, every service is blind Bartimaeus. God bless blind Bartimaeus, but man, he got healed once, move on. <laughs> every service is the same old, same old thing. Uh, but as a pastor, I've made it up in my mind. I want to launch out every week into the deep and try to find something new and try to find something deeper because if I can get something from the deep, everybody else is going to get something from the deep. What would happen if we all went forward this year into the deep? Amen. Some that have just started their Bible reading program. If you go out into the deepness of this word and you let down your nets, I would, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be surprised at all the good things God's going to show you. All the things that God's going to fix. But you've got to grab something from the deep. They started filling up everybody's ship where everybody started to sink there's enough in the deep for everybody when we go forward to the things of God amen there are things in the deep that bless everybody but there are things in the deep that are for everybody and finally I'm done right here Peter go forward into the deep because I'm going to teach you a lesson you let down your nets into the deep you pull up a great harvest so much you don't even have room enough to receive it. Peter gets back to the shore and he says, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinful man. What makes, what, why is he saying that? Because he should have brought both nets, but he only brought one. Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinful man. Jesus didn't condemn him. He said, I was teaching you something in the deep. Next time you go, bring both nets. But furthermore, I want you to understand that when you were out there in the deep, uh, I was giving you a physical representation of what I've got in your future. Amen. In other words, Peter, I'm going to tell you that when you went out to the deep, uh, little did you know, you were finding out your purpose. There are people saying, God, I don't know what you have for me. God, I don't know what you have for me. You ain't ever going to find what God has for you on the shallows and on the shores. But if you launch out in the deep... You're going to find out everything God has for you. You're going to find out potential, and you're going to find out purpose. Uh, amen. He said, Peter, from this day forward, because you were willing to go out into the deep uh, and get a revelation, you will no longer catch fish, uh, but you shall catch men. And Peter, that physical representation that your boat began to sink and your net began to break and it started filling up everybody else's boat, that's the kind of revival that I'm going to bring to your life. That's the kind of miracle I'm going to do in your life. Do you believe it with me here today? That if you're willing to take Jesus at his word and launch forward into the deep things, that when you get out there, God's going to show you your purpose and God's going to help you to help other people. You know, Jesus' promise and prophecy came true. On the day of Pentecost, 120 in the upper room, Peter's preaching, and the Bible says 3,000 received his word gladly. And Peter was like, oh my goodness. You know, the Bible says they got to such a point. They didn't have enough people, or they had so many people and so much work to do that they had to find themselves a couple guys that were full of the Holy Ghost and faith just to wash tables. Peter,
greater than nets that break in the natural. I'm about to show you some nets that are breaking in the supernatural. You catch fish and there's more than you can handle. You're about to catch men and the revival I'm bringing is more than you can handle. ARC this year, I'm believing that God's going to give us a harvest. Amen. Where we don't even have room enough to receive his blessings. Amen. I believe that if we'll launch out into the deep and leave the shallow and leave the carnal and go out into the spiritual and go out into the supernatural and go out into the deep, that God is going to fill this boat so much. We got no, we don't have room left. We got to call up our brothers and say, bro, you got room in your church and we can fill up their boats as well. That's my belief and that's my prayer. Would you lift up your hands? But it starts by people making it up in their mind. I'm getting out of the shallow. Come on. Carnal Christianity is not saving anybody. Shallow Christianity is not saving anybody. Shallow prayer meetings won't save anybody. Shallow church services won't, won't save anybody. But when we get together like we have today to have deep church, uh, something changes. When we have moves of God like we had last week, uh, God starts moving and people get saved. When we go out into the deep, uh, when we get out of the carnal, when we get out of the shallow, God starts filling the boats. Would you lift up your hands let's pray I'm done God's calling to somebody it's time to go forward to the deep things of God this year it's time to go forward to the deep things of God no longer hearing about it but doing it no longer thinking about it but doing it no longer just hearing the story but becoming the story I want to open up this altar would you come when you come down to this altar, lift up your hands as an act of faith and begin to pray and cry out to God. Amen. Bring your net with you that when you come to this altar, you're going to leave with something in your bag. When you leave this altar, you're going to leave with a word from God. When you leave this altar, you're going to leave change. When you leave this altar, you're going to leave with a blessing you didn't have when you walked in. When you leave this altar, I got my net for my miracle. I got my net for my miracle. Come on. Let's pray all across this house. Come on, maybe you found comfort on the shore. Rest, get your net mended, but then go back out into the deep. Come on, that's it. That's it. Come on, let's go in the name of Jesus. Let's go into the deep as a church, as a family, as a body. Let's go forward into everything God has for us. You're going to see the wonderful works of God when you go out into the deep. You're going to see, receive a word from God when you go out in the deep. You're going to receive a miracle when you go out into the deep. You're going to receive a call when you go out into the deep.
let's hear it. Lift up your hands as we sing this, as we pray this. That's my prayer. God, take ARC deeper than they've ever been, than we've ever been. Take my family deeper than it's ever been. Take my marriage deeper than it's ever been. Take my ministry deeper than it's ever been. Come on. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands all across this house. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Peter. Launch out. Go forward into the deep things of God this year. Hallelujah. Come on, ARC. We're launching out. We're going forward. There's a harvest. There's a revival that fills boats. Hallelujah. That'll fill your family and somebody else's family too. Hallelujah. That'll benefit you as well as others. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, what, what do I got to do? I want to go deeper. I, what do I got to do this year? Enact what Jesus is teaching you. Enact the words in which God is revealing to you. We are not libraries where we just collect information for others to read. We are living it out. We are living epistles seen and read of all men. And every time God speaks, faith looks like this. I am going to launch out of the shallow of just hearing it into the depth of doing something about it. What does faith look like this year for some folks? God starts speaking to you about a business idea. And you're scared. And rightfully so. 
or I've tried it before and it didn't work. But you know, you've prayed, you've got a hold of God. God is speaking to you to do something. It is in that moment you take that step of faith and say, all right, Lord, I'm launching out of the shallow and I'm going deeper. Well, what if I sink? What if you succeed? What if nothing happens? What if everything happens? Faith, faith is not pessimism, right? We go out there with our nets saying, hey, I'm going out to catch fish. I've never met one person that goes out fishing without their fishing pole. When the truth is, some of those times you went out, you didn't catch nothing. They call it fishing, not catching for a reason. But every time you went out to fish, you brought bait and you brought a pole because you were expecting to catch something, even if you didn't. Well, what if I get out there and it doesn't work? Did you bring your net with you? Yeah. Okay. Do it again. Try it again. What does it look like? Amen. When it comes to the things of the Spirit, you're going to feel the, the moving and the tugging. The Bible says that they that are led of the Spirit uh, are, are the sons of God. Those that are led by the Spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh, all that stuff is nothing but shoreline, shallow Christianity. There's things that you have struggled with for years that if you will start walking in the Spirit, and go forward into the deep things of God, pushing those things away, you'll feel the Spirit say, you know what? It's time to push away the plate. And instead of going into the shallow of doing what you've always done and getting what you've always got, you say, you know what? I'm going deeper, which means this right here that keeps tripping me up in the shallow and in the shoreline, I'm going to push away from that, and I'm going to go deeper in God. Whew. It's when you hear a message, when you hear a preaching, you go down to the altar and you say, Lord, what can I do with this right now? How can I push off the shore right now? In what area? You get your marriage and you say, Lord, uh, we, we're doing great. We're doing good. But we can always go deeper. We can always do better. And you keep pushing back uh, from the shoreline and going for more. I'm not content with the little tiny fish on the, sea, on the seashore. See, she sells. She's, oh, I can't even do it right. There's some folks collecting seashells on the seashore you need to launch out and go catch something that's that's moving something that's living you need to get out of the shallow and say lord you got more from me out there lift up your hands all across this building let's pray